I think we got some guys that could be that guy that could step in. I mean, once again, it could be Storm Norton. Maybe he's got a different, you know, conditioning situation on this season that he might come in a lot better shape or he might be more prepared or whatnot. Because, I mean, heck, he's got two other guys. Well, I should say four other guys that are really going for his job. So, hello, welcome to the Bull Bros, the podcast series where we talk about the Chargers and their opponents. My name is James. I'm with my bros here. Andy and Kyle. Yeah. You know, today's episode just kind of give you a little bit of a recap and a little bit of a inkling of what we're going to talk about. We're talking about the right tackle battle is what I like to call. Uh, We've had a lot of comments to talk about that. So we're going to do it in this episode. Later in the video, video, we will talk about the preseason rankings for the Chargers. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about the defense and offense potential for 2022. So let's get into it. Bolt bros. Let's go. Bolt bros. Let's go. Let's go. It's funny about the right tackle battle and some of the uh, people commenting about it to have us talk about it. Cause I mean, you know, even going to the draft, we talked a lot about like, Hey, we need to get this right tackle. We need to get Trevor Penning. We need to get you know, so on and so forth. All these different guys. We really didn't do it. You know, um, it's hilarious. And, and again, if you go back to our, our video on that too, none of us even, even talked about Zion Johnson at all. No. So we were way off. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, wow. I, I don't okay. know who would have predicted that one. Whoever did predict that one won a lot of money if they threw money on it, dude. <laughs> yeah, one of our top fans, uh, freaking Herb, he called it, man. Ah, Herb yeah. did. That's Herb, right. Herb yep. did. Yep. Herb did. He, he's rich. He's, he's been talking about it for weeks now, man. I think Herb yeah. is Tom Telesco. In, Herb in Tom Telesco. Yeah, is, that, is that who it is? He's Tom in disguise. There it is. Yeah, TT's <laughs> trolling on our, our videos. What's up with Yo, that? That's cool. Oh, dang, That's cool. man. Hey, Tom, you want to be on our videos? Hit us up, dude. What I was going to say about the right tackle position, I mean, I kind of go back to Drew Tranquil, and he had a great interview with Justin Herbert. And us going into yep. the situation where we didn't draft anybody, we just have a bunch of guys that we kind of have potential that could be our right tackle. But Who's really going to be that Justin Herbert like he was in Oregon? Or maybe there's going to be somebody like that where he, when he was in Oregon, he was the fifth string quarterback that ended up getting second string and then ended up becoming the starter. Mm-hmm. So who we might have somebody like that for the right tackle, you know, position True. coming up for us this season. So who knows? But, you know, Andy, I know if we go down the depth chart, we know who's kind of the guy that's been there for us last year, yeah. basically. I mean, what's your thoughts on – Mr. Storm Norton. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, uh, you know, when he came in, he came in cause Bulaga went out. Right. And so it was one right. of those moments where it was a baptism by fire and he did great. I mean, you know, he, uh, you know, again, he had flashes of brilliance. He had games that were not good and, yep. you know, overall, right. I think Storm Norton is an okay, uh, right tackle, but again, is the, is he the answer? I don't know. Right. And I think it's something that, you know, needs to be addressed. I think it will be definitely addressed in mini camps specifically, right? And definitely in preseason. Yeah. Um, th- this is probably the conversation that's going to be the biggest talk all through camp. Who's right tackle? Who's right tackle? Who's right tackle? Um, but I think is what PFF ranking was uh, 62. Um, you know, had a lot of snaps, uh, six penalties, nine sacks allowed, which is a lot, right? That's not great. So, yeah, I, again, it's it's tough, right? I mean, this this feels like the one position we've got to figure out. I think Storm is okay. I guess my question is, how much better will he be the second year in the offense? And what are they going to do differently? Now, obviously, very simply put, what they did a lot with him last year is they put, like, 
another tight end there to sort of chip the defensive end and help him out. But yeah, you know, is storm the guy, I don't know. Right. I mean, I guess that's, that's the big question. So, you know, I guess I'll throw it back to you or, or to Kyle, you know, to, to give you some, some thoughts on storm storm Norton, obviously like you know, he's coming, coming off of playing at the XFL first before coming into the NFL. And so obviously there's right. timing is all different um, with the XFL because they're not exactly premier league players. Um, right. But it's obviously was experience enough for him to actually get into the NFL. Um, and so that is, that's a big thing. Um, but also, uh, you know, so now he has a lot to prove and he has a lot more room to True. grow because he already, he has a, another year yeah. of playing at the NFL um, under his belt. And so maybe he, he's actually able to do a lot more. And maybe that's what honestly the coaches are seeing with him to keep him at that position at, at uh right tackle one. So, uh, but then of course we'll look at the depth charts for say ESPN um, and you have, you know, Jamari Salyer at second and you have uh, another player, Foster Sorrell at third and you have Andrew Trainer at fourth. Uh, Trainer's okay. a rookie and uh, you okay. know, Foster Sorrell, uh, he came from the Ravens um, as a free agent, I believe. And so he's another pickup that we that we picked up. So there is a battle going on here. Um, but obviously of those four people, I think honestly, Jamari Salyer has probably the best chance to take over that position. I'd agree with that. Yeah, you know, and the, the interesting thing about Jamari, though, is that even at the rookie minicamp, which once again, it's not a full squad that's out there running around, but they threw him in at guard at rookie minicamp. And then they were they asking him about that. And they were saying, well, why were you throwing a guard when you were thinking you're going right tackle? And, you know, they basically, he's kind of like, I have no idea what the real plans is that who knows where, where exactly. it goes. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's true, right? Like every single interview from the minicamp was like, yeah, I'm just going where they're telling me to go, yeah. right? So they want to try him in different positions and see what happens for sure. Yeah. Well, and the thing that's interesting about Jamari is that, you know, if we do look at who we really tried to bring in a guy that could be a right tackle since he played left tackle in college and to be honest, did a really, really good job at yeah. that left tackle position. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's really the only dude that we really could potentially plug into that right tackle position Correct. outside of yep. storm Norton. I mean, in college, we've chatted about this before. He's a two year starter, basically gave up zero sacks in 2021 with eight pressures as a, in college, he had zero sacks given up and only 14 pressures. I mean, that's a pretty good, like, you know, stat line to look at as a player. And then he was a, a permanent team captain too, for Georgia. Yep. So like, yep. I mean, the thing is though, I, I look at all the offseason moves here. I mean, it really seems like Brandon Staley wants championship-minded players and leaders on this team. And adding him into that where he just won a championship in college, it seems natural that he'd be good as a right tackle. Yeah. But who knows? This is, once again, camp battle. Who knows what's going to yep. happen from this point? Yep. And so, I don't know. Well, you know, well, I, any I, other I think, thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll say this, though, too. I mean... Like, I mean, obviously, we don't play football itself, but I guarantee <laughs> that. We play Madden. Yeah, we don't. yeah, we play Madden, yeah. So, uh, but I guarantee you, like, you know, the movements from the left side and the right side are actually different things. And, like, in there's yes. definitely muscle yes. memory involved in all this stuff. So, um, that's why it could be uh, a very a difficult thing for someone to change. But because he's so young um, and he still has that, you know, I guess. Um, malleable and like you know kind of flexible in that position um he could easily he's probably the top point 
person, that's why I, I also contend with that, to go to that side as well. So Sure. Sure. Well, and I think I think also he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He got drafted so low. Yeah. All of his Georgia boys got mm-hmm. drafted way. By the way, he was supposed to be way higher. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still to this day I'm kind of confused as to why he slipped as far as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, good for us. Hey, that that's a steal. I mean, he he might be the biggest steal of the draft for us. Yeah. Right. Which is pretty exciting. So, it's funny what you talked about, Kyle. How how you you know turning right and turning left is so different. I always think about the movie Zoolander, and uh, Ben Stiller's like, oh. I'm not an ambi turner. I, yeah. I can only turn left. I can't turn right. But but there is something to be said about that, right? And it is different playing on the right side of the left side. And so it, it brings me up to the other thought of I have about what, what about Trey Pipkins? Because last year yeah. he played the left side and the right side, and he did fairly well on both sides. So I don't know. Trey Pipkins could be a guy that could step in. I mean, it's really interesting because there's so many ways this could go. And I I wouldn't even – I don't even know if I can make even a thought at this point on who could be the right guy, but it really could go either way. And there's a lot of depth there, which is great. So it's really yeah. going to boil down to a, a, a very minor benefit of having this person on the side. Maybe they work better with Zion Johnson because he'll be right next to him. Maybe, yeah. maybe they gel a little better together. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's really going to boil down to just a few little things to see who our starters can be right tackle. Yeah, no, it's totally. And I'm, I'm a big fan of seeing if Trey Pipkins really does well at that position. And yep. and I'm really looking forward to that as the camp battle and preseason and such, too. And, I, you know, I guess it's kind of one of those things you get a guy that was, I believe, in third round that we drafted him. And funny story about him. He wasn't <laughs> yeah. even paying attention to the draft. And he was driving around or whatever, and he didn't think he was going to get picked up in the third. And he gets a call from the Chargers and he was <laughs> stunned to even get picked up in the third. <laughs> so That's right. That's uh, right. So like he wasn't even like thinking it was happening kind of thing. Oh, he might have thought maybe late in the rounds. Uh, you know? Shoot, I got drafted. Oh, oh dang. Oh, right. oh hey. man. Yeah, you gotta get on a plane now and come on out here. And you're like, whoa, okay. Uh, yeah, let's buy that Ferrari right now. Let's yeah. make that happen. <laughs> maybe he Calls was the driving to the car dealership, you yeah, know, yeah. and he's about to yep. get his uh, new whip, you know? Um yeah. but I personally think it would be awesome to have Trey Pipkins there too. But, you know, once again, this is a camp battle and it's a right tackle battle. So we'll see kind of where it all comes about with these guys. And, you know, who knows where it's going to be. The thing about Trey Pipkins is he did get substantially better from last year in the versus the previous years. So was it really the coaching that really helped him out or any, did he start becoming a better player? Did he start becoming more focused as a player? Yeah. Um, Who knows? I mean, I remember Brandon Staley talked a lot about that. A lot of the game is more of a mental game. So we need to have mental reps Mm -hmm. so you could be better prepared for you know, the physical aspect on the field and be smarter as players and and such. So maybe it was just one of those things that he ended up getting the mental reps to really become a better tackle um, on the left and the right. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how he goes. I mean, he only had 10 total starts in his career so far, but I mean, he hasn't played too bad when he's on the field. I mean, is it going to be experience that really makes the difference and gives storm Norton the leg up or not? Who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, but you know, anything else, Kyle? Yeah, but I'll say this, though, too, is like the one thing that I would actually be worried about by putting Salyer at right tackle and uh, obviously Zion Johnson at right guard is then you have two rookies on the right side. Exactly right. And yep. so that's a massive, that's a big concern um, because it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously the rookies, I'm sure they're, they're very talented and I'm sure they're going to be able to do a great job. But, you know, you can't knock against experience, you know, like, I mean, 
those people that they, they've already been pushing against all these other 200, 300 pound guys, you know, like in these fast edge rushers on that side. And, you know, like it's, and that's just it. Like, you know, college is a whole different game, you know, like there's hundred percent different. The speed yep. is mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways, it's slower. Like, and obviously you know, because like those people, you know, there's, there's a lot more uh, players involved in college ball. And so like the, you know, the, the best players are, are kind of few and far between. That's why they get drafted, you know, like top 30 and stuff like that. So, um, but now like you're in the pros, these people are all paid to play, paid to train, paid to work out and get better, faster, stronger. Two rookies on that right side is probably not the answer. So, it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. If I had to yeah, pick today, yeah. I would still say Storm Norton probably will start Yeah, um, week one. Um, just because I just think they're going to go with experience and then we'll see what happens after that. Right. And uh, unless, unless one of these guys has an amazing camp mm-hmm. and oh my yeah. gosh, hundred percent different or whatever, but right. I don't know, it's going to be really interesting. And then, and then there's always that rumor, right. About Matt Filer potentially moving over. Right. Um, I, I, we're, we're going to, we're, we're bringing it up just as a conversation piece, but the reality is, I mean, Brandon said pretty much said, no, we like the left side the way it is. We just mm-hmm. need to make the right side better. So I don't think anything will happen there. Yeah. Um, I would think the only the only reason why that would potentially happen is if there were some major injuries. Yeah. But I don't even with that being said, what Kyle has highlighted, we have a lot of players that can play left tackle up and down the list. I mean, even even uh, practice squad guys that yeah. can step in. Yeah. So. So uh, they're probably not going to ever do that, I, you know, but the problem, the thing that I get concerned about on that though, is if we start having injuries on the right side, everyone will know, guess what? They're going to run the ball on the left side. Like we did last year. <laughs> right. So, so that starts to become a little bit of a concern, but um, either way, uh, again, we've talked about this over and over again, depth. We have a lot of depth, right. Yep. And we're splitting hairs on who's going to start. So pretty interesting. Yeah, and you know, and it's interesting because if just as a scenario, just to say if Matt Filer did go to the right, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of just keeping the continuity on the left side with you know Lindsley Filer and and um, Rashawn Slater because they did so well. Like, and I could understand where Brandon Staley's head's at. Like, let's keep that continuity yeah. there. Yeah, but at the same side, like, let's say if they did do that and they pushed Filer to the right tackle, then you got Zion there, and then you got Lindsley, and then who's going to be that left guard guy for us? Because would True. that be Jamari just because they did start him at guard in yeah. Yeah. The rookie mini camp? Would it be that guy? You know, cause I mean, then you kind of think like, well, there's like enough talent in like, but then there's two guards that are basically rookies at that point that could be those gaps. And then you might even want to think, is there a free agent guy out there? I mean, just to think would Oday Obushi come back kind of thing too. That's just another thought. Um, I know Andy talked a little bit about a right tackle that could potentially kind of fill that gap too. That might be coming up too. So I'm, who was the other player that you were talking about, Andy, that might be the right tackle. Yeah. Daryl Williams. He's a free agent right now from the bills. Um, actually a few, a few of our uh, subscribers uh, actually brought it up in one of our chats. And I, I, I remember seeing his name out there, but he's a really good right tackle. The bills let him go. They don't want to pay his what? Six, I think they 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 opened up around six million dollars in cap space by releasing him. Wow. But a lot of people are thinking the Chargers may pick him up. The good news about him, he would be a an immediate veteran on the line, right? And again, I th- what I think about across the board, 
This is all about creating a Super Bowl team now on Justin Herbert's rookie contract. So I, I just I can see Telesco going out and making a deal with this guy and saying, all right, let's do it. The line is solidified. We're good to go. Everyone else's depth. And that's it. You're only coming in if somebody's hurt. And that's that's how it goes, right? So, uh, you know, he could be an interesting guy. I mean, the cool thing about Daryl is I think he played guard and he also played tackle. So yeah. he's he's very versatile. He does fit in the system well with what we, we're doing here in San Diego. Or San Diego. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Seasons ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Los Angeles. So, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see if we sign. I would say this. If they sign him, then it's very clear that they're not happy with what they have currently at right tackle. The, it, yeah. And but if they don't sign him, then I think we definitely have a right tackle on our team now, and they're just yeah. going to go with what they got. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, and it's interesting because when you go into the preseason and when the preseason's ending, that's when the cuts start happening. Obviously, sometimes yep. there's those veteran guys that just get cut, and that rookie came in and took his position and. And every year, everybody's position is at risk because there's another guy that wants your job. Oh, and, correct. you know, who knows if we do that again? I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, with the Chargers this season in particular, they just keep signing people and finding ways to sign people at really good contract pricing yeah. and just adding depth to this team somewhere or another. Yep. Like, and it, it's incredible to see that. So I, who knows where it's going to be? And even these players that are on the team, will they be the guys right tackle. I would probably say yes, but at the same side, camp injuries do happen. I hate talking about that and, and things can shift and maybe a player doesn't perform well, doesn't show up uh, in shape or whatnot. So who knows, man? I mean, it could be another free agent. It could be a shifting of the line a little bit, but I'd like to be able to keep the continuity on the left side at least. Yeah. And, and I think the thing is Zion's going to be good. And my hopes is, is that, you know, Trey Pipkins comes in with a chip chip on his shoulder He's been in the system for a little bit, not as much okay. experience as, as Storm Norton, but uh, Jamari, I, I think, could come in really with the, the most fire out of these guys. So, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out for this, uh, you know, right tackle battle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I, you know, what I love about this, too, is we're all wearing baby blues right now. I, we, we, and we didn't plan this. So I think it's hilarious. Yeah. We, we all got the memo. It's baby blue. We all got the memo. Right. baby blue. That's right. Baby blues. How about the baby blues? That's yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say, too, though, I mean, uh, before we move on, uh, there are a couple other right tackles out there that um, I think that we could pick up for fairly cheap, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, because he still hasn't, uh, one of them still hasn't been signed as Eric Fisher, um, oh. you know, for the Colts. Yep. However, he was a left tackle. Um, yep. I, I don't know if he would be down to play right tackle or whatever, but he wants a lot of money. Uh, and yep. by the way, I'm looking at a uh, pff.com, like uh, the current tackles out there um, and the, the un unsigned free agent market. Um, and then there's a uh, Riley reef from the, uh, the Bengals who's still out there. Um, he, he's kind of a, a different, more of a problem solver bridge type of tackle. Um, he can to totally be on that right side. Um, and, but I mean, obviously we know how the Bengals line was kind of a, dumpster fire a lot of times so um and he did give up some things whatever but he can always improve um but he is a little bit older and then there's two more people that i kind of spot spotted there's a uh, brandon shell uh for the seahawks um he's still unsigned he's 30 years old um he's a pretty decent person uh 
a size player, six foot five, three hundred twenty four pounds. Uh, that would be kind of interesting to to bring him around because then they can actually have some insight to how Russell Wilson works a little bit. Um, and so that that could be a good one. And then lastly, uh, is uh, I saw is at, at Denver is Bobby uh, Massey. Um, he's probably like the, the cheapest option, but he's definitely like it a. a uh, a slightly below average, potentially, according to PFF, at right tackle. Um, but yeah, so there's yeah. definitely some options still out there. But I kind of feel like if that this was going to happen, it would be later in the the season. Um, yeah. Like some somebody goes down, uh, they just need to find somebody that they'll do do like a one year contract on one of these guys, and you know, kind of solidify that position again. However, I will say, though, that, you know, right tackle is, I think I mentioned this before, that right tackle is not as critical as the left side, of course, because, you know, you got to yep. protect that blind, blind side. side. Like, that is yep. that needs to be literally Fort Knox, uh, you know, to the from you know, to keep that quarterback away from these these edge rushers. So my hopes, my hopes is we really find that rock solid guy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it would be awesome to be able to see that we could really have stability there just because and I in everybody's going to go and, and repeat this in their head and in the storm Norton game against the Raiders, which I bring up, I think probably at every podcast and just <laughs> watching yep. him and just how bad that game was and how Max Crosby just basically just handled him. And yeah, yeah it, right. did that make a difference to the game? I mean, and it, it possibly did. And sure. there was a lot of desperation throws that we needed to make. And, you know, at the same side, I mean, storm Norton was gassed and uh, yep. he was just not looking good. And we just want to be able to make sure that the lines really well. And I think that, I think we got some guys that could be that guy that could step in. I mean, once again, it could be Storm Norton. Maybe he's got a different, you know, conditioning situation on this season that he might come in a lot better shape or he might be more prepared or whatnot. Because, I mean, heck, he's got two other guys. Well, I should say four other guys that are really going for his job. So who knows? Who knows, man? I mean, this is it's going to be it's a battle once again. So Mm -hmm. we'll see how it pans out in camp. Bull bros. All right, let's talk about Los Angeles Chargers preseason rankings as a team. I mean, it's been pretty exciting to kind of see a lot of different rankings that are out there and various websites and such, too, and just giving really high marks about the Chargers. I mean, we've seen yeah. some of, you know, even the top teams in the league where it's it's almost like a bunch of AFC West teams in the 6th, 7th, 8th, and 10th position of the top 10 or top 32 teams in the league. But it's exciting to see kind of that the Chargers are really getting a lot of love right now. And and one that came up recently was uh, on NFL.com, Cynthia uh, Freeloid uh, talked about that the Chargers have the number two most elite offense in the league. And you got to think last year was pretty good. I mean, we had a pretty freaking good offense. And guess what? They're all back with just a couple extra weapons right now. Exactly correct. Where's the yep. ceiling on this team? You know, where's, where's the next gear that we could take with this team? I mean, I mean, you got bills with the number one offense, which, Super you know, Bowl, baby, that's, that's the next ceiling, baby. Super bowl. It's a super Please. bowl. That's what we're yeah. doing. We're going hey. super bowl or bust. <laughs> that's right. right. You I heard mean, it here. I'm going to throw a thousand dollars on the chargers for a super bowl run this year, baby. Oh, oh, it's show happening. Me that ticket. Show me that ticket. Let's go. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'm going to show you that ticket. I'm going to show you that ticket. It's happening. Thousand dollars. <laughs> Done. Uh, oh man. <laughs> I mean, that's and obviously that's where we're at. I mean, the amount yep. of moves that we've we've gotten to and the amount of decades as Charger fans, I mean, heck, what was it 94, 95 or whatever when we we're in the Super Bowl? That was the last time. And 
we've gotten to some AFC championship teams and games and didn't get to that next level, but it really feels like this year has just something different already. And it's like, once again, we were talking about before we started the show here, man, it's only freaking May. Like it's only May. I I wish the season was starting right now because I'm ready. I'm so hyped. I cannot wait. So, you know, the thing is though, there's so much hype around this team. It's, we hope that it could make it happen and get to that next level. I mean, I still feel it's AFC championship or bust minimum for this team. Yep. Minimum. Yeah. Um, So key to be able to get to that point. But one thing I was thinking about just with the offense and having the continuity, I mean, this is the MVP run season for Herbert, in my opinion, like he could really be that. And even when we did the schedule release, I kept saying that this is going to be the game that's going to solidify that potential MVP for him. And he's going to basically just have a phenomenal year. I think he'll get well over 40 touchdowns. Um, I think he'll potentially get over about 5,000 yards passing once again. But I think Andy, you were talking about what is this the first time in six years Herbert has had the same offense. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. He he's always had a new offense, and so one of the things Brandon Staley talked about was he said, you know, we want we want Justin Herbert to be the offense, and that's it, right? So yeah. he has a book of plays that he can audible to if he wants to try something different. Okay, this looks, you know, someone to be open in the flat, running back, you know, wheel route, whatever. Um, and he didn't do a lot of audibles, at least what I saw last year. I don't remember him doing a lot of audibles. So, so I, I think this year could be a year where we see a lot more audibles and him really taking control of the offense a little more. Sure. Um, and, and I think that's a good thing, right? Because I don't know that Joe Lombardi did a, he got, he was under fire a lot last year. I don't think, I think there were a lot of really weird plays. I can think of one. Remember when we went for it on, we're against the Raiders and we went for it twice, uh, on our own, was it 20 yard line? Yeah. And we ran the same damn play twice. Yeah. Right. Yes. It was to the left side, but an X charger, uh, Phylon actually broke it up the second time on fourth down and we gave him the ball right on like our own 20. And so I, I think that there's something to be said about that. I understand probably why he did it because that's probably our best running play to the left side, but you wouldn't want to call that play because you just called the same play right before that. And it's just, you know, it's, I mean, come on, let's, let's, let's do something a little different. Right. So um, I, I, my point in saying that is I do think that Justin Herbert will probably have a little bit more flexibility and the ability to audible. So, I mean, Kyle, what, what are your thoughts on that uh, this year with, uh, with Justin Herbert? Yeah, no, I mean, we're definitely going to have top five uh, offense this year um, to say that Lombardi, like, you know, one, Thing here and there like the he messed up a couple times like that's just gonna happen you know like i mean yeah the players are gonna read the play correctly and they're gonna make it happen or sure you know, blow a play away uh you know you can't win it all but you know doing the same thing you know back to back is it's kind of a weird thing to do um sure but then again it's also it's also like you know rock paper scissors you know like i mean is it a run is it a pass or is it an option you know that's kind of thing yeah. you know so it's like you got three choices and, uh, you know, then, you know, you can pick the right thing at any point at that point. You know, that's very, it's a very simplified version of what the heck is going to, going to happen though. <laughs> so obviously. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, you, you did bring up one other thing too. You, you, it would be interesting to see if the, the charters run a little bit more RPO this year. Yeah. Right. A little run pass option. I would be curious to see if that happens. Cause again, we all know Justin Herbert can, has wheels, right. But, there are moments where that could work very well 
Um, and he could just take a nice little run to the side and easily get 10, 15, 20 yards. Right. So, so it will be interesting to see how they switch it up. I think they're really going to open up the whole playbook for him. I really yeah. got the impression that last year they kind of kept things. I don't want to say vanilla, but I felt like a lot of the plays were very similar. Um, they did. They, they didn't do any. I, I didn't. I don't remember a lot of trick plays. I don't remember a lot of like really interesting things that they were doing. They executed well, um, but I think this year we'll see a little bit more of an open playbook uh, yeah. on the offensive side. So. Sure. Yeah, and and you know the thing is though too, even with the additions, and they didn't make a ton of additions to our to our offense um, this year. Obviously, the sure. amount of additions they did on the defense is is crazy. But you know, with the addition of having Gerald Everett as a tight end, I think he's yep. going to flourish very very well with this team. Yeah, me too. Um, yep. Donald Parham having him back as a tight end, awesome. I think is great. But Isaiah Spiller, I think, is really going to give us a balanced yep. running back situation, yes. and I think he's going to allow. Uh, Eckler to really be a little bit more fresh too, because yep. I mean, it was always that stress. Even Eckler last year was like, and I don't want to be the number one guy. Like I want to be able to have like a two guy to be able to come in. I don't want the ball as many times as they're giving it to me kind of thing. So, and once again, he was phenomenal last year, 20 something total touchdowns. I mean, great, but his body's not designed to be able to take that many hits throughout yeah. the season. So I don't think anybody's body is designed to do no, that. Maybe, you no. know, yeah. and, 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 no. and he's a fantastic you know, specimen. I mean, he, he's yeah. a lot of people say that he's one of the strongest people pound for pound in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. Um, but your body gets beat up a lot in this sport. So, yeah, absolutely. Just having that RB two, and, and hopefully Isaiah Spiller, once again, we've drafted a running back three times in three years now, and <laughs> yes. we got to land one at some point, but yep. you know, watching videos of Isaiah, I think he could be a great fit for what we do. He kind of be, uh, kind of that pass catcher guy too. good runner in between the tackles. He's a patient runner too. Um, he says he likes to run be in between the tackles, which is great. Cause I always yep. kind of feel like Eckler sometimes better in the outside than the inside. So I think that it's could be just add a little bit more of a dimension to this team. So even to say where they rank us at as like the number two offense, I feel that's pretty good in my opinion. Now with the yeah. bills, they did draft, I believe, a running back over there, too. Obviously, they got Josh Allen over there. Yep. It was really the Josh Allen show every single play. It was either him running or throwing the ball. They pretty yep. much had no run game. So, hmm. personally, I'm fine with them being at a if, – if if our offense is at two, awesome. That's higher than what yep. we were last year. Yep. I'll take it all day. So, I think we have good continuity. Like what you said, I think we're going to do great as an offense. So, I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going to go from there. Um Shifting to the defense, I mean, this is a whirlwind of defense here. Yeah. I mean, how much shifting did we do this season? Like, oh my gosh, unbelievable, <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. I yeah. mean, if if we have say, let's just say, if preseason rankings hold up and that we become the second offense in the league, we were. I don't even know Almost where we're at. I, I, I was just twenty ninth in the league, something like that. Yeah, something yeah. stupid like Horrible. that, and yeah, it was just bad. I mean defensively against the run, we were awful and it was just horrible to watch. But now you got to think like with all the additions they made, it's just like, we're going to be a thousand times better. Heck, if we get up to like a top 10, I think we have the potential to be able to get to a top five. I mean, this team could go far in yeah. my opinion, in a lot of different ways. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, just think about the depth positions that we've added. There are guys that could potentially be starters on other teams. Like, you know, Kyle Van Noy. I mean, how everybody was yep. excited about that addition. I mean, he's a yep. little older and everything. 
Then you go and get Morgan Fox, who's a Staley guy too. Troy yep, Reader, yep. same thing. Yep, Staley guy. Like, dude, this is setting up like a crazy deadly defense from yeah, top yep. to bottom. I, I mean, agreed. Agreed. Isn't that going to be an amazing thing to see? I mean, what, what's your guys' thoughts on what this defense could potentially be? Yeah. It's it's going to be electric, man. It's going to be electric fence. It's going to be an electric fence. fence. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get zapped. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm freaking stoked to see. Obviously, we totally flipped the script on what our defense was. And I 100% believe yeah. that we have potential for, to be a top 10 defense. And if that's the case, then yeah, dude, we're AFC championship bound, you know? Um, you know, cause we're going to, we're going to be putting a ton of pressure on the quarterbacks and they're going to, they're, our backfield is going to be so protected. They're, he's going to, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to have interception. Oh man. I'm, uh, I said only may, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, one thing I thought about a lot too, right. Uh, and you did highlight this as well too. Uh, you know, both of you, James and Kyle, uh, is that. We have a lot of depth on the defensive side. So I think what that means is they're going to rotate people in. They're probably going to rotate Fahoko in, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're going to use their entire bench every game. Yeah. And I think that's really good, right? It's good for not only getting people field time, but think about it, right? Okay. Well, Joey Bose is taking a breather. Okay. Who comes in now? Oh shoot. Kyle Van Noy is going to be there. Yeah. Dang. And then Kyle Van Noy will be on this side. Then he'll be on the other side when uh, we want to put Khalil Mack for a breather, right? Mm-hmm. So they're just going to rotate those three as edge rushers the entire time. Yeah. Troy Reader, I promise you, they're they're just going to keep rotating people in and out and keeping keep people fresh for the entire game. You highlighted earlier, James, um, and I think maybe Kyle, you talked about it as well too, that uh, Storm Norton was gas at the end of the at the end of the game. Well, he played the entire damn game, right? Yeah. And there was a lot of plays, and so he was definitely gas at the end. So. Again, I think with that depth, you can rotate people in and out on third down plays, on third and short, you know, jumbo packages. You, it just you keep your guys fresh for the fourth quarter, which we all know in the NFL, that's usually when the game comes down, anyways, right? So, so that and we didn't have that last year. We didn't, you know, we didn't have people we could bring in that could really do well. So, and again. It's also the second year with the same defense that, by the way, is extremely complicated the way that it's run. Um, I mean, Derwin James, I think, I think Brandon Silly highlighted that Derwin James had six or seven different um, responsibilities at any given time on the field. That gets yeah. very confusing. So I think with a lot of this depth, it'll give Derwin James, I think, by the way, I will say this, I'm going to give you a big prediction. Derwin James is going to have an amazing season this next year. Because I think Derwin James is going to be able to be all over the field. He can he can run his own audibles. I mean, he's the quarterback of the defense for sure. So he will be able to just kind of run around and, and, and be the best Derwin James that he can be. I think he'll blitz the quarterback a lot more as well. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, 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 I'm actually almost as excited about the offense or the defense as I am the offense because it's going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, it's good to see, like, and now Brandon Staley really just says, like, once you said, he's the quarterback of the defense basically. And yeah. you know, there's the rumor that he's basically going to get signed here pretty soon to his contract too. Yep. So, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and the thing about it is, I mean, they're saying it could potentially be based upon sports track.com that it could be about 15.5 mil a season. So, mm-hmm. um, which would put him about the second highest paid se- safety in the league. Um, second to Jamal Adams, which is kind of weird. Mm. Uh, but the thing with Derwin and, and I think with him, it would kind of give them a little bit more comfort to be able to come into the season being like, cool. Like I'm the dude still, 
I got signed to this contract. Maybe he'll play a little bit more loose. Maybe yeah. he'll be able to really just be a little bit more set on the game. And, and you know, so players don't want to say, ah, the contracts are really bothering me. And, you know, like it's really like screwing with my head. But I think there is that mentally side of him specifically because he's gone in, got injured a couple seasons. He wants to be able to have that surety that, hey, you're you're our guy kind of thing. I yeah. think this could be a good move for the Chargers. Now, just man, I just want him to stay healthy. And when he's healthy, he's great on the oh field. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. He's great on the field. And so I think it's really good to be able to see him and potentially have that contract get signed. He'll probably play a little bit more confident as a player and play balls to the wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So definitely. Balls uh, to the wall. Balls yes. to the wall. <laughs> That's right. And he's only 25, by the way. For yeah, some reason, I dude. thought he was older than that. He's 25. Young wow. dude. Yeah. yeah. Young dude, man. And he's he's a stud when he's out there. I mean, once again, I think he's going to help out the, the box and basically be playing with the linebackers at some point. I yep. think he's just going to be able to pick the number one receiver potentially too, or tight end or whatnot, kind of, because since he's a taller dude, he could play against like, say, Darren Waller or whatnot, um, or Kelsey, and he could just yep. hover around them. And then everybody else behind him is really good too, by the way. So yeah. it's going to be very, very difficult for people to throw on us. So my thing is like with this defense, I mean, I hope it's going to be a mid 2000 kind of defense. I mean, where it was yep. just sacks, picks, just beating teams down. That's my hopes. And I think we have plenty of those guys on this team that could be those guys. So I don't know to me, just to ask the question, to everybody here, you know, bottom line, who, who is really better the defense or the offense at this moment? Like, I don't really know yeah. if you could really, <laughs> Dang. I don't think you can really like say which one or the other. I mean, once again, we know what the offense is, but we don't know what this defense is going to be, but talent right now, are we better than the offense right now based upon talent? I don't know. It's it's a tough call. Really tough call to say for sure. Yeah. I don't don't even really know where you could take that because it's like, you know, once again, we haven't seen them play yet, but at the same side, they're guys that are from Staley's defense that are on this team now that are really going to be able to know that system and plug and play and know what to do. And so I don't know. I think that's something that'll be interesting to see in the season, how it develops. Cause heck if both could be top five or number one in the league, I'm great. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, with right. that. Like right. I'll take that all day, yep. but who knows where, where they're going to be. And I mean, the ceiling is very, very high for this defense and we know where the offense is at. And I think the offense can get, to another gear this year. So we will see, right? Absolutely. We'll see. Absolutely. In May, we look great, right? In May, we look great. <laughs> We're going great when we, when we raise that, raise that trophy up yeah, and That's get that right, Super Bowl baby. W, man. It's right. going to happen. Right. It's going to happen. Right. For sure. I don't know if you guys want to chat a little bit about like special teams, but you know, and the reason why I want to kind of just bring this up too, if you guys, if you guys want to cut this out, you can cut this out or whatever, but just the whole JK Scott and the Ben Griffiths Griffiths guy in yep. uh, training camp. I mean, I could chat briefly about that and then could just say, Hey, just simple little thing. There's just a little battle that might be kind of coming up. That would be kind of interesting in the preseason to see how it goes. Yeah. yeah let's, let, let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and do the cool. intro on that one. Go for it. Cool. So I know special teams isn't the most popular thing to talk about. Um, <laughs> Kickers but... are so cool, man. Kickers are so cool. Hey, you know what? Hey, if you ever watch Pat McAfee, then uh, of course, yeah, that's right. They, they are pretty dang cool. He's cool. He's a cool dude. <laughs> yeah. He's a cool dude. Um, but there is kind of a battle that I was kind of interested in. And 
with the rookie mini camp that happened, one guy that stood out to me was Ben Griffiths, which is a 6'6", 240-pound kicker. Like, he's from <laughs> Australia. Like, dude, that guy is like the size of dang near Herbert, you know? Yeah. Like, what is happening here? <laughs> um, so what's interesting about this guy, and I know we got J.K. Scott. We signed him and everything mm-hmm. like that. I get it. Yeah. But he he played eight years in Australian football and then in the last three years at USC. So, wait, I don't know how old this dude is. Like, <laughs> But like, yeah, wait, so you played 11 years of football? Like, wait, how old are you, dude? So anyways, it's kind of just an interesting thing looking at a guy with like that kind of metrics and think like, whoa, remember the last guy that was really good that came from Australia was Darren Bennett. And he was a stud as a kicker for us for years. Yeah. yeah. Long so, time. He was awesome. He, he wasn't afraid to get some tackles in there too, you know? So like, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. He, yeah. Would, he would go down and hit some yeah. 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 Well, and, and you got to think that if Ben Griffiths is running down the field and he's got to make a tackle, I mean, he's six, six, he's not a six, six, one dude, 180 yeah. pound guy trying to yeah, you know, tackle a guy going four forty speed or whatever it not is. Like, like, not, like the, <laughs> not like that Brazilian out of, uh, in, at Indianapolis though, the Colts player, like, you know, he's like, oh. Like five foot what? one or something like that. He's like he's like this big. What? You know? He's five foot one. No, he's super Blankenship? tiny. Are you talking about Blankenship with the goggles, dude? Uh, I think so. Yeah, he's that his name. I don't know. Five I don't. Oh, he's no tiny. way. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he's he's definitely small. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm looking it up right now. He he kicks the ball, runs to the sideline. I'm out. I'm out. Forget yep. about it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, no, he, oh, he's six foot one, but he's like he's scrawny. That's that's all. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. I was gonna okay. say, dude, five foot dude running around. I mean, <laughs> he weighs a buck eighty nine, so yeah. he's, he's a little dude yeah. for sure. A buck eighty nine, right. soaking wet. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but but you bring up a good point though, James. Right, special teams is important, right? We were horrible last year in special teams, right? Yep. So, you know, it, it, it again maybe to wrap up with special teams too. We got DeAndre Carter, right? DeAndre Carter will be our guy. Yep. Plus, he's also a backup wide receiver, right? Yeah. We're not talking about him being a wide receiver for offense. You got to want see one one thing I thought about with that too is you could use him on sweeps because he's really fast. Get him in open spaces. He knows how to weave and bob. And so. They could get really creative, um, you know, using some of those special teamers, right? And so the other thing I would add on that as well, too, a big reason why Brandon said they drafted so many people, and he's talked about this just last week, or actually just this week, he basically said, look, uh, a record number of wide receivers are drafted in the first round. And people are, and he, I remember, uh, I think he was talking to the Rich Eisen show. He goes, well, and people are asking me why I drafted so many cornerbacks, Right. But Brandon Staley also likes cornerbacks because they do very well on special teams. So most of the people that we drafted um, in cornerbacks in the sixth and seventh round are probably going to have to find a spot in special teams. Even our fullback, by the way, um, will probably have to be a special team or guy um, that we drafted in seventh round. So, again, it, look, we're, we're stopping the pass. We need as many D-backs as possible. Um, and they also will help with special teams. And I think it's, it's something to not overlook, right? If we're, again, winning a championship, you have to be good at offense, defense, and special teams. Special teams is always overlooked. Yep. But clearly this year it's not been. And so I think that's a really good thing. And we have to be a balanced team. We have to, we have to win in all three phases of the game. So, yeah, good point. Yeah, exactly. You know, build build experienced guys in those positions too is a, is a good thing. And once again, these guys do learn as a special teams guy. 
running after the ball and learn how to be able to tackle individuals and see the field and be on the field and not have those jitters or whatnot. I think that Brandon Staley's done a good job of building that up. And once again, you know, I don't, I don't anticipate us to go with a rookie kicker because I think we do want to be able to have that experience. So like, I really still think JK Scott could be the guy, but Ben Griffith yep. is kind of an interesting you know, leg to look at and think like, man, yep. this guy is a massive looking dude. And he's got a lot of experience in the Australian <laughs> football league. So, I mean, I don't, the dude's been 11 years playing football. I mean, I don't know when he went to USC and what age he was, was he 26 or something or 27? Like <laughs> he's probably happening here. Yeah. He's, he's probably, probably 30. 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. So Dr- um, driving Uber on the weekend or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. No doubt, dude. Jeez. Side hustle. Side yep. hustle. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, I do have one last thought before we wrap up. Um, I know we talked about the offense already, but again, this is the first year. And we talked about Justin Herbert. We're predicting that he's going to potentially go for a MVP run this year. A lot of people, I know Corey Lindsley was talking about him specifically being like Aaron Rodgers, very smart guy, very intelligent, but this is the first time in six years that Justin Herbert has had the same offense um, from the year before. So he's always had new offenses wow. moving forward. First time in six years. I mean, this is all the way back to his college career, obviously yeah. um, at Oregon. So again, if you think about that and you think about what we've done in special teams, defense, everything we've added to it, man, sky's the limit for this team guys. I mean, if you're not excited now, I, I don't know what gets you excited because if you're a charger fan, Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. We got nothing but excitement that we should have for this next season. It's going to be ridiculous. Ridiculous. Exactly. I like yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. My, my, I guess my final thoughts are, is that like, uh, I think, uh, we are listed with our strength of schedule. Uh, yep. the teams that we're playing, uh, you know, we're 10th overall on our strength of schedule. So, Okay. Uh, the the teams we're playing have a record running record of about point uh, five one nine, um, slightly over five hundred. So we're we're playing against mostly winning teams, um, but despite all that, we're actually favored to win. Uh, you know, one of the favors to win the AFC. Um, yep. According to DraftKings, we have we are ranked second uh, as far as odds to win. Uh, you know, first up is Bills, of course, and because they're obviously they were uh, AFC Championship team, um, and so yeah, uh, I'm I'm pretty stoked. I think honestly we made enough changes to our team uh, offensively. Well, we actually we didn't need to make too many changes <laughs> offensively, um, but yeah. we we made a few improvements that were clutch. Um, our defense has improved astronomically. Uh, yeah. Hundred percent, and we needed that uh, because we talked about this before. Is that yeah, we had uh, one of the twenty ninth worst defenses in the league, and then our special teams was even worse than that. And we've made improvements all across the board, everywhere we needed to. Um, so yeah, I'm ecstatic that I think that we are, you know, going to go to that AFC Championship game. And, yeah, I think uh, so. It's going to be good. It's it. Put it in the books, boys. Put it in the books. Right. Put it in the hey, books. And I'm gonna hop on DraftKings right now. I'm gonna put that grand. I'm gonna put that rack Dude. right on it. I'm gonna put that right. rack right on it. Nice. Uh, we'll, we'll have to. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to put a little little thing on there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> screenshot. Screenshot. That's right. Yeah. No doubt. Well, just to kind of just 
end the episode here. You know, it's it's an exciting time for the Chargers, and it's Absolutely. exciting for the Chargers fans. And uh, I'm excited to be able to get into the season. And, and like, <laughs> it's still it depressed me to think it's only May. Um, yeah. And the camp really doesn't get going till like late July. And so yeah. it's kind of a bummer to be able to see that. But, you know, there's a lot of excitement going into the season, a lot of expectations. And I yep. cannot wait for this. So, you know, it's going to be exciting time once the season keeps going and gets going. And oh, I can't wait. And, you know, Chargers might even make some exciting moves, even sign some other players for some reason. I don't even know the salary caps even we could get that Daryl Williams. We go get Daryl Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows, man? I mean, just it's such an unpredictable season and it's, it's very uncharacteristic of who the chargers ever have been. So, yeah. but you know, just to recap the episode, I hope you guys really liked our episode here. Um, we talked obviously about the right tackle battle. Boom, bam, boom, bam. <laughs> uh, and then we talked about the preseason rankings for the chargers and then, our defense offense is potential for 2022. So, you know, we'd love to hear you guys' comments. So, you know, like our videos, comment, share. We love seeing from uh, you guys. I mean, we've even created this episode specifically because some people are asking about the right tackle position. So yeah, it gives exactly. us ideas of what our audience wants, and we are excited to be able to hear from you guys. So, you know, bottom line, thank you guys so much for watching. You know, once again, I'm James. I'm here with my brothers, Andy and Kyle. Bolt Bros, we're out. We out. Let's go. We out. Woo, go. So let's talk about the lost chance. Let me talk again. Let me learn. Let me learn how to talk. Um, call the San Diego Chargers, like I just did. The yeah. San Diego Chargers. Holy smokes! <laughs> oh man. Chargers. Well, let's let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers pre-ranking preseason rank. Man, I cannot talk right now. What is happening here? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yowzers. Right.